It is an honor to be with you this morning. And uh, wow. So before we get started here, I just want to give us a, an outline of, of the week. Um, Vision Weekend has become Vision Week. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to extend this thing to uh, two Sundays, uh, but we have some things in between there. So today is Vision Sunday 1.0. I'll be uh, sharing some vision, uh, the direction of our church, uh, both short-term and long-term, and uh, that's going to be exciting, at least I, I hope so. Um, hopefully we can convince some of you to uh, root your lives here in Maryland. Uh, we bounce around too much, need to get rooted somewhere. And uh, part two of Vision Week is seven days of prayer, uh, starting tonight at 7 p.m. You can Come on out to Granary Row, our brand new permanent location. Uh, our first Sunday there will be February 16th, and uh, we're excited about that. But before we move into uh, that building, we want to pray. We want to pray, and we want to ask God to, to fill that place and yeah. go before us. And so uh, tonight, 7 p.m. To, uh, to 8 p.m., we'll have a short devotional. Uh, each day we'll go through Nehemiah little by little. Um, for about 10 or 12 minutes, and we're going to give you some prayer points. You're going to be able to walk through the lobby and the kids' hallways and just pray those prayer points. Um, so that'll be from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you haven't been to the building, uh, it'll be a great chance to come on out. Now, I do want to warn you, still being renovated. So um, you're going to, it's just a lot of stuff everywhere. So, um, but that's vision, you know what I mean? That's starting, starting somewhere. So, um, and yeah, come on, we can celebrate that. That's starting somewhere. Uh, part three is uh, team night watch parties. It's the first time we've ever done team night like this. Uh, team night is when we come together as a church, uh, mainly our superheroes. Uh, those, those are what we call our volunteers, our people. Um, but we're going to do watch parties September, uh, February 8th at 7 p.m., uh, and if you're not a part of a team, you can register online. Go to highlight.church slash participate. Click on events and go ahead and sign up. We can send you a link or encourage you to join a team. So we're going to have greeters and ushers and, and uh, campus safety and production, all respective teams meeting at different locations throughout Montgomery County. Um, so we're going to start live at 7 p.m. We'll end around 8 p.m. Um, and we may have a Q&A. Uh, there's going to be some discussion questions. My encouragement to you, whatever team you're on, show up at 630. Connect with your team. Have a little fun uh, before we dive into uh, the, the content at 7 p.m. This is going to be all things culture and vision, but really Granary Row logistics. Uh, we're going from two worship experiences to three. Yeah. And um, we're just creating more space. I, I saw them back there pulling some more seats behind the pipe and drape. And so um, we're going to go to three worship experiences on February 16th. So uh, you late risers, I'm, I'm making you make a decision. You're either going to have to show up at 1030 or 1215. Just don't come alone. And uh, the way I see it is, is you still win. Uh, we run about hour and 15 minute services if I'm behaving um, so you still got the whole day ahead of yourself at 2 o'clock. So, um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's exciting. Anyone excited about that? Yeah, we're moving. 
part four is Vision Sunday 2.0. This week is Vision, where we're going. Um, there won't be a lot of jumping and hopping and hollering around, uh, so you're really going to have to be leaned in today. Some of you are going to be like, that's a lot. I don't know if I signed up for this. <laughs> um, but some of you are going to be like, man, count me in. I'm here for the rest of my life. And so um, we're excited. So here it is. And then next week is going to be all about leadership. Leadership. Um, and it's going to be great. I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that everyone in here is a leader or a leader in training. So you're a leader. Um, and you're a leader because you can serve. Jesus says that those who will be called leaders will be servants. So everyone's a leader or a leader in training. And so here it is. In 1774, John Adams said, Someday I see, I see a union of 13 states, a new nation, independent from the parliament and king of England. Someday. A few years later, a new nation was born, the United States of America. Late 1800s, the Wright brothers said, We believe someday people are going to fly through the air. Ten years later, the Kitty Hawk lifted off of a sandy beach in North Carolina. 1907, Henry Ford got all of his employees together during a lunch break. And uh, he said, we're going to make automobiles affordable for the average American family. All of his employees laughed at him. That was me. They would have been fired. (laughs) I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Y'all already be talking about me now. (laughs) I'll be playing. And by 1923, about 15, 15, 18 years later, the Ford Model T was sold at $290. Millions of Americans were able to afford it. Someone say vision. Vision. In 1986, Howard Schultz uh, was a marketing associate for a small coffee company named Starbucks, and he made a trip out to Milan, Italy. Inspired during that trip, he came back with a brand new vision for the company, and the owners at that time didn't believe in his vision, so Schultz left Starbucks and started his own coffee shop, and within 16 months, he was in a position to buy Starbucks, and uh, he bought Starbucks in August 1987, The year I was born. Dang, why did I say that? I'm 23. I wasn't born in 87. You didn't hear that. He bought Starbucks for $3.8 million. Uh, 2019 annual revenue alone, alone. So I didn't get from 87 till 2019. But 2019 alone, $27.3 billion. Someone say vision. How do you go from being sold to all of a sudden you're, you're this big company, a multi-billion dollar company, a person with a vision. 33, common heir, the greatest man to ever live, Jesus of Nazareth, told his church, his disciples, a local assembly of believers, normal people who followed him, who trusted him, who gave their lives to everything that he was committed to. He told them, I tell you for certain that if you have faith in me, you will do the same things I am doing. 
you will do even greater things. Someone say vision. Vision. Now that I am going back to the Father. Greater. Someone say greater. Greater. Someone say vision. Vision. Greater. Greater. Vision. Vision. Greater. Greater. Vision. Vision. (laughs) Greater. Greater Greater is future tense. Greater has a lot of different components. It's future tense. It hasn't happened yet. The greater that Jesus was talking about here was not quality. It doesn't get any better than raising Lazarus from the dead. Like, I don't don't know if we, (laughs) I haven't done that. So we're not talking about quality. We're talking about quantity more. Because when he was in his body, he could only do so much. And God only gave him like two and a half years to do it. Um, But he did a lot of great things. And he passed that promise on to his church. And and he gave us vision. Vision. And so I want to entitle this talk. It's not even really a message. Uh, we're going places. We're going places. We're going places. Go ahead and write this down. Vision is the bridge between today and tomorrow. Vision is the bridge between today and tomorrow. The Bible actually says where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no clear, you know, I'm, I'm going to school to get my master's. Your education will stop, or I'm, I'm going to do this. That, that thing will stop. Where there, there is no vision in a marriage, that marriage is bound to simply exist. Um, where there is no vision in a home, that home is bound to simply exist. Um, the same can be said for a church. Uh, a visionless church is a dying church. Um, seats don't fill up. For churches that don't have vision. Um, money is not given through churches that lack vision. Um, people don't sign up to do anything at churches that lack vision. I think one of the things that made Jesus so great was that he was a visionary. And so he passed that vision on to us. I remember in um, 2015, we were preparing to move. We called it the year of preparation. And... Um, we would meet and have our meetings. This is actually a photo in 2016, May. Uh, this is Chris Kondrogianis. And um, on the back there was his, his old BMW. But, um, man, I remember that day. I remember that day. We, we emptied out my mother-in-law's house. And um, it, was a, it was a sad day. It was a scary day. But Chris was about to make the 12 to 13-hour track from Florida all the way here to Maryland to help launch a church that we didn't even know was going to work. We had a vision. We had some idea. We had a picture. But it wasn't tangible. We knew no one in this room. <laughs> but like, we didn't know that three years in, we would, we would give $80,000 and almost 300 people would be saved and almost 100 baptisms and hundreds of hours. We didn't, we didn't know any of that. We just... We just kind of packed up and, and got up and went because Jesus had called us to go somewhere. Uh, the next picture here, uh, just keep them rolling. Th- these are the days where we met in the living room. Tonight, I am taking the approach as if this is that living room, but with many more people in it. And so, um, I don't know what I was talking about. Go back to that. That was pretty cool. 
we were talking about amazing atmosphere. We were saying how great Jesus is. And so if we're going to go and start this church, it has to be clean. Uh, we need to have coffee for people and tea. And we need to love on the babies. And we don't have Bibles readily available, but they're on the screen. That's even better. So, yeah, Bibles on the screen. You got three big Bibles right here on the screen. And um, we want it to be excellent. We want it to to smile and, 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 and do right. If you're, if you're wondering what those sticky notes are, those are names because we had started to put the church out in this area, and those are names of people who liked our content. So what we do, we, we, we would pray over those names before we moved into the city, not knowing if they would ever come to the church, but there, there's Chow right there, and uh, you see, you can't miss Sam, that red, that beautiful red hair. She's right. Give it up for Sam, y'all. She's been, and, and if you look at it, she's fresh out of a shift. Y'all can't tell. Y'all blind. These are her blue scrubs from Florida Hospital. Rollins Avenue. Down, y'all don't know nothing about downtown Orlando. It's good old days. Let's keep going here. These are our interest meetings. This is when we would pack a U-Haul van and... Um, we had 19 Ikea chairs, and uh, we would e- illegally shoot invite videos in their parking lot. <laughs> Say, chow, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> Come to our interest meeting. Because <laughs> they, they, they was always looking out the window. Boar Park Activity Center right there next to the new Gaithersburg High School. Breaking rules for the gospel. That was me uh, casting vision. I remember that TV. That TV, I used to have to grab it every morning out of my bedroom and get to Boar Park so we could cast vision. Our first interest meeting, five people came. Five people. And, and, and you, have, you have a choice to either feel stupid or to declare vision. And that's, that's the problem with, with a lot of us. When, when the thing is small, when it's going a little slow, we deem it as stupid, irrelevant. No one showed up. No one's excited. No one cares. No one's giving. Well, no one knows you exist. Got to stick with the thing. And so five people, and I think that, that second one, uh, nine people came. And I think that third one, another 12 came. So uh, we were at this point in, like, I think August. And uh, our team had grown from nine people to about 19. That fourth interest meeting, no one came. And you have a decision to make. We've grown by 10 in two months. Is this thing going to work? And then we moved on to the youth center there, and there's Sam and Megan again. Let's keep going here. There's Chow. We're about to launch the church. Our team has grown to about 24. Chow's been faithful. Give it up for Chow and Crazy Atran. Sitting in the back, quiet. Pastor Chow. Y'all don't know him, boy. He, 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 he's an assassin. Every morning he gets up, Satan hates it that his feet hit the ground. Ain't that right, Ed? You know Chow's the real deal. He's been the real deal. Been the real deal. Um, and this is our, <laughs> this is practice on worship day. Uh, opening uh, launch day, 
uh, October 16, 2006. There is Becca. Becca came from North Dakota. Sam, Lance, and Pastor Kyra. Small. No cute stuff. No, no, no Francie bouncing us while he hitting the drum. <laughs> None of that. You know, I had a lot of people reach out to me Facebook those days, and uh, they would say, hey, we, we come and help you lead worship and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I don't want any of that. We, we want pure hearts up here. We want givers and servants and people who are going to set up and tear down. We don't have a check to cut you because you have a gift and you want to have a gift-gasm. We want, oh, that's a new word for y'all, gift-gasm. That's a good word. You ought to use it. A lot of churches have people who just want to use their gifts. We're not interested in your gift. We want you to grow. We want you to know God. We want you to change lives. God can use a pure thing. He can use a pure thing. And so, man, Abu and Bobby Coleman lifted me. This was um, plugged in a series. We talked about community. And, uh, you know, I was illustrating you need community to get you over the top. You should have been here with my ripped jeans. I had to wear every week because I was broke. I'm, well, anyway, that's a whole new thing. Keep it going. <laughs> Can you go back to that picture? Those shoes, if you've ever seen me wear them, my feet are dying. They are tight. Let's keep going here. Church planting, man. It ain't fun, but it's worth it. This is when all of Highlight Church was in a U-Haul truck. We've been promoted from a van to a truck. What's that next foot? 15, 16, Chris? Yeah. And so we ratchet-strapped everything. By the time we got here, everything was lopped over. The only thing we cared about in that season was TVs. As you can see, our TVs are secure. Everything else is just... Hey, no, go back. I ain't done. Y'all rushing me. You remember these tables? <laughs> OMG. The superheroes today got it good. These suckers used to, you, you pick them up, bam, they used to. I think Megan called it real good one day. And I'm like, Meg, you got to be careful. We don't have insurance right now. We're just starting out. Some people out there are like, when is he going to open the Bible? I gave you Bible when Jesus said greater things. That was John 14, 12, okay? I modernized it. 33, common era, Jesus of Nazareth. That was John 14, 12, okay? Cool. What's our next picture? Oh, a lot. This, this was um, <laughs> this is HL Kids, uh, superheroes. This is how broke we were. We had one mat per kid. <laughs> so we had, this is a straight-up joke. We had to tell... Parents, don't bring your kids. We don't have enough mats for them to sit on. <laughs> Let's keep going. And then we, God blessed us because Jesus said those, come on, we can celebrate that. <laughs> Jesus said, when you're faithful with the little, you'll be faithful with a lot. And now we even have scuba um, hanging. Let's keep going here. <clears throat> so I, I remember, so this was our egg drop. Uh, last year, but I remember our first egg drop in 2017, uh, the county didn't want us to do it, and the schools are like, you'll never do it, and 
Um, God opened a door. 600 people came to that first egg drop, 1,200 to the second. And this one, we, we were right under 3,000. And hopefully that's not a cop finding a lost child, but that was amazing. We can celebrate that. Who's son? Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, yes. Oh, the cop's son. Oh, good. Praise the Lord. She's walking kind of slow. You'd think she'd be in a hurry, but that's her son. All right. Yeah. Good. Come on, let's celebrate God for all of these done. Um, Ogechi. I mean, we moved up here with nine people, and, and just this past Christmas, we had right at 500, and um, there, there have been so much, so much. And God spoke to me during this fast, so I'm going to lay this on my heart like we're, we're in the living room. And the uh, first, first thing that God said that we're going to be as a church is, is that the vision is intimate space and multiple worship experiences. First point, the vision is intimate space and multiple worship experiences. It says this here in Acts chapter 2. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Jesus has went to heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit. And now Peter and the disciples are preaching the gospel. They've gone from a church of 120 people to 3,000 instantly. Because the good news about Jesus was preached and people came to the Lord. And it says this here. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostle teaching, to fellowship and sharing meals. So there's this intimacy, this proximity, this community. It was so rich. I just want to encourage you with this. If you just do church on Sunday, you're only getting a fraction of what church is all about. It's so important. We just started our light group semesters. I encourage you, I encourage you to go to the website and sign up for a light group. That's really where the growth is going to happen. It says this here in verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. The apostles performed many miracles, verse 44. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions. They shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. There was a a richness. There was a, I, I want to be with you, I want to be close to you, and I want to worship God with you. There was an intimacy factor. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you this. I told 930, um, you're praying for some things in your life, and God is good, and he is faithful. But a lot of times, what you don't know is that God has already answered your prayer right in your row. He's already answered it. There's someone in your row that has the capacity, the gift set, the passion, the burden to bless your life. And, and, and so when, when Jesus left the earth, um, um, he, the, the, the disciples would have remembered this commandment in John 13, 34, and 35. He said, a new commandment I give you, love each other. Love each he, He's saying, care about each other. Be invested in each other. Get to know each other. When you leave your prayer meetings, don't just go home. Stick around and talk to each other. Pray with each other. When when, when you see a new superhero come on board at Highlight Church, go and shake their hands. Get to know them. Go over their house. Have a meal. Get to know each other. You you don't know who you're in your row with. And, And so the first century church 
fully understood this. They said, man, I got to, oh, wow, that's the businessman. He, he used to be nasty. He used to have an attitude. He, he cooked good food. But, man, he gave his life to Jesus. Maybe his heart's a little bit more open. Maybe his heart's a little bit more softer. Let me get to know him. Oh, man, that's, that's, the, that's the lady that serves under the king. Oh, man, that's the man that works for the government. Oh, he's a lawyer. She's a doctor. Oh, my God, that's a, that's a writer. That's an author. That's a stay-at-home mom. That's a teacher. And what they would do, as we see here, the first century church they would stick around and do community together and it says this here each day verse 47 I love it all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved why because people want to come to a church where the people of the church like each other you come to you ever you ever visited a church I should just leave it right there. I just like the way that sounds. You ever visit a church? You ever visit a church and, and no one in the church was talking to one another? And you walked in that thing and it was just cold and dry and dusty. And there were polar bear, bears in the seats and icicles on the stage. There was no movement. There was no life. And all you're thinking about during that service is brunch. Lunch, Target, the Super Bowl. How about it for the Super Bowl, y'all? Give it up for God. Ain't football a blessing? Mark, you're the only one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I got Kansas City. All right, never mind. Y'all spiritual. Y'all too spiritual, boy. I don't even watch football. I'm just trying to connect. <laughs> you know it, too. She's like, man, you're wrong. I don't watch that mess, man. But God, God bless you. God bless you. Um, but I will get you on some flag football, Bruce. You know I'm good for it. Good for a TD. Anyway, this new building that we're moving into, Granary, will seat 180 in the main experience and about 45 to 50 kids. Uh, like I just said, Jesus left 120 disciples. A lot of people think he left thousands. Jesus left a very small church. If you go to the book of Acts, uh, God reduced Gideon from 3,000 to 300 to fight an army of 30,000. God reduced them. When David was leaving King Saul, as the, as the, he was going to be the greatest king Israel ever had. We're actually going to talk about King David for team night at your watch parties. God brought 400 men into the cave with him. There was an intimacy factor. Alignment was there. Alignment was there. And you need to go ahead and write this down because this is a part of our vision. I don't know if we're ever going to build anything over a 500-seat auditorium. I do truly prophetically believe that God is doing a new thing in America. Megachurches are amazing. Love megachurches, love the big seat auditoriums. But I think there's a shift because now more than ever in our generation, we crave relationship. We crave closeness. I've seen a lot of you grow in your worship. Some of you who have been with us for six months, a year, year and a half, two years, since day one, I've seen you grow in your worship. I've seen you go from here Where's the door? <laughs> I've seen you go from 
Where's my chair? Anyone looking? <laughs> Waymaker, miracle. And now you, you're just all over the place. Why, though? Why? Because, because you feel like someone's next to me worshiping God. They're going after him. They're believing for the best. I, you know, I may have something heavy on me, but they have joy. So here I go. I'm going to go for it. And now all y'all are out there, ugly face. That's what intimacy produces. There's a warmth. There's a warmth. There's a, a beauty to it. An intimacy that invites the presence of God. And an intimacy that creates proximity outside of the four walls. The second part of our vision is this. The vision is here and there. If you're writing this down, the vision is Gaithersburg and beyond. Uh, To give you context, the children of Israel, they're about to enter into the promised land. Moses sends in a few spies, and he says this here, Numbers 13. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them to explore the land. Go north, verse 18, see what the land is like. Find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls? Are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. It happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. I remember one of the first assignments I gave Chris was to do an in-depth study on the city of Wilmington, Delaware. Because I thought that's what God was calling us. And he did all that and he did it all for nothing. Because we ended up moving here. Let me tell you something about Maryland. This is an amazing place. Yeah, we, we should celebrate that. This is an amazing part of the world. A lot of y'all want to move to Florida for no reason. I'm going to get real real with you. There's no money there. It's hot. And everyone and their mama moving there. You don't want to go to Florida. But when we came here, we, God sent, sent us here in 2014 to spy out the land. And um, I didn't know that we were going to launch here. But on that last day before I made the decision, I went to Gaithersburg High School and God spoke into my heart. And he said, this is the place. This is the place. And you know that God is anything, anything because after he calls you to a thing, he blesses it. And um, like I said, for three years, and you've heard it, but I can't, I can't get tired of just saying it. Over 200, come on, and we got to celebrate this. You got to get with me because this is important. Over 250 salvations, almost 80 baptisms, over 80,000 given in outreach, over 770 hours served, and we're, we haven't even scratched the surface as to what we're called to do in this area. And, and it's all been here, 400 people here. We've done that, we've done that, we've done that, but it can't stay here. It has to move from here and go to, go to there. It has to move from here and go to there. So we're going to answer this question. What does God want HL to look like in three years? 
And it was as clear as day, day three of this 21-day fast. And I've always written it, always. It's just so important to write when you're praying and when you're fasting. It's so important. The Bible says, write the vision. Write the vision. I remember March 2012, I wrote the vision. Didn't know any of you. Didn't even know Gaithersburg existed. This was eight years ago. God caught me in my car. He said, write the vision. Write the vision. It was, it was that month where he said, you're going to start a church one day. And I was still focused on medical school. Didn't even, it wasn't even fully like, you know, I said yes, but I was still doubting. He said, write the vision. Some, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is write the vision. And so I hadn't heard God for eight years this clearly. Day three of this 21-day fast, God said this. He said this about our church. He said that uh, density is highlights destiny. Density. Density is our destiny. You've probably heard me, if you've been here for any length of time over the past year and a half, you've heard me say uh, 20 locations in 20 years. We're going for that. But you, you then see, I would say, highlight Gaithersburg and highlight Silver Spring and highlight Frederick. God's saying, back it on up. Density is our destiny. Density is our destiny. Luke 9, verse 6, the message Commission. Jesus sent his disciples off. They left. It says this here. They traveled from, watch this, town to town. Telling the latest news of God, the message, and curing people everywhere they went. They went from town to town, town to town. They went from Gaithersburg to Potomac to Rockville to Germantown to Clark. How are you going to skip all these cities to get to Frederick? They went from town to town. Density is our destiny. What is Highlight going to look like in three years? Well, it's going to look like Highlight Granary Row, where we're going to be on February 16th. It's going to be Highlight Rockville Pike. How do you know? I don't know. Faith is not knowing. Vision is not knowing. Vision is believing what God, what God showed you. How, how did we know this was going to work? Didn't know it. But we moved and we served and we gave and we cried. And it's been painful, but it's been worth it because we've seen homes change and lives healed and transformation and miracles and the power of God. How do you know? We don't know. But this is what he told me to write. Some of y'all are going to stick here for the next 5, 10, 15. You're going to see this thing totally come to pass. And for those of you who are single, you're going to bump into your spouse. That's all they want, Lord. That's all they want. There's a little change in their pocket and a spouse. But it's all good. I'll put it to you like this. For some of you, they were not even thinking about marrying you before they came here. Can I get an amen for that? But you get them around a church that has vision, and they start to look at you differently and say, baby, I think I love you. I think we're going to get married. That's God. But you got, you got to be rooted. 
You got to be, we talk about healed marriages all the time, but we don't talk enough about formed marriages. And, and man, last year I did a lot of weddings. And you know what? One thing that was like very, uh, one thing that was a common denominator before I married most of these, especially the men, was that I would have sit down talks with them. And I'll just get to it. Where are you? Why am I getting into our new series? It's going to be so good. Me and more, February 16th. I would say, um, where are you with this woman? Are you wasting her time? Or do you want to do what God is calling you to do? And before you know it, a month, two months later, <laughs> past them getting married. <laughs> and it's because their women kept their butts in the church. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't sorry enough. Y'all ain't sorry. That's right. I know, you see, and you know it to be true. I like Potomac. Future locations, here it is, watch this, will be within 12 to 16 minute radius. So before we even think about another city, we got to do this greater Gaithersburg area. I, I, lo- I love Howard Schultz's book, Onward. He said when he was in Milan, he said that um, there seemed to be a coffee shop on every corner. And he said, everyone in the coffee shop seemed to know each other. Intimacy and density. Intimacy, they went from town to town. If 400 people can do what we've done here in three years, what could four or five hundred, a thousand do 12 minutes down the road? What could another thousand do 12 minutes the other way? What would that outreach look like in Rockville? What, 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 What would those lives change Look like what would that? Some of us we think that certain uh, uh, types of people are unreachable. Be it be it our Jewish brothers and sisters, or, or this group, or this group. What would happen if the church would be? She she knows it'd be true. You you were Jewish. You were raised Jewish, and God God has saved your life. What what would it look like for the church to move on into the neighborhood and to glorify God and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Those synagogues, those mosques, everything would be turned upside down. It's all about density, density, density. What does highlight look like in 20 years? This year in October, I'll be taking a trip, calling it Highlight Maryland Road Trip. We're going to take about four days to drive throughout the entire state. We're going to do the same thing we did. If you're interested, let me know. I just, I just put that out there for the first time. I just felt God moving that way because we need your faith. So if we did it in 2014 and we scouted this land out, God's saying, I need you to take a four-day road trip. I need you to stay in hotels. I need you to stop in certain cities, and I need you to begin to pray into these cities. What will highlight look in 20 years? Baltimore. Laurel. Clarksburg. Aspen Hill, Damascus, these cities that are, have been severed by the spirit of heroin and divorce and domestic violence. God has given us a mandate to cover the state. Paul, if you read Paul, he covered provinces and regions, and he would set pastors up. Paul set up Timothy to pastor Ephesus. We believe that that church was 325,000 people. We've been given a mandate 
And how about it for someone to walk up to you when they're in heaven and you say, I don't even know you. They say, I know you. How do you know me? You're part of that highlight church. It was when you guys planted that church in my city. I was in despair. I was lost. I was broken. But it was when you started Highlight Baltimore, MLK, whatever the location. I stepped in and I came, and it was you who gave me that coffee. It was you who prayed for me. I thank you. I I know Jesus. I'm, I'm in heaven. We're here. Let's celebrate. We have a mandate to cover the state. What does Highlight look like in 20 years? Howard Schultz, 1987 to 2019, it's 32 years, 33 years, stuck with it, a vision, a vision. You got to see beyond the pipe and drape. You got to see beyond Shady Grove. You got to begin to see with me this parking lot full, not this one, well, granary full, because we're out of here in two weeks. You got to see it filled up. You got to see yourself growing as the church grows, growing in your career, growing in your homes, growing in your relationship, growing in your finances, growing in your health, growing in your faith, growing in your leadership. What does highlight look like in 20 years? What do you look like in 20 years? And and. Someone laughing. Ah, hope it's good. <laughs> hope you're looking good. So I don't know how I'm looking. Well, I hope you're looking good. This is what we look like. This is the vision. 20 locations, over 20,000 people. You got to imagine how, I'm going to use this S word, how stupid I felt in front of eight adults and two little boys. So we're going go to go to a burg. We're exchanging Orlando for a burg. I'm going to reach the world for Jesus. Can I just tell you, like, and maybe we'll deal with this in a series on fear. The person that's talking is not the most confident person in the room. Every bone in my body is right now. Because I don't know how this is taken. There's some people who think you're crazy because they can't see it. There's some people who plan to move next year to Florida anyway. I don't know why I'm hitting on that. Must be God saying don't do it. And there are a few people who are like, I'm here. But just because you're afraid, it doesn't mean you don't step towards it. It doesn't mean you don't share it. It doesn't mean you don't cast it. God forbid I rob some of you of the opportunity to become a part of this thing. To, to grow into your ministry. That's the beautiful thing about vision casting. If I don't cast what God has put on my heart, you miss the God-given opportunity. As the shepherd, as the pastor, as the leader of this church, it is my responsibility to invite you into what God is doing. And we have a mandate. And so 20 locations, 20,000 people in 20 years. The vision is multiple locations in multiple cities. Thousands of hours served. Millions of dollars given through Highlight the City. Millions of dollars given to the hungry, to the poor, to the sick, to those who are stuck in gangs. We got to go and serve them. We got to get them out. We got to get them out. 
We got to get them out. Our future generations are depending on us. Partnerships with local, state, and federal government. We've already had a trip to the White House. That's just a seed. That's just a seed of the influence that we're going to have with the president within the next 15, 20 years. Highlight Church Leadership Academy. Highlight College. We're going to be building churches and schools and homes through global missions. Come on, come on. This is my thing. At least if you're not going to be here, celebrate with us. <laughs> I told that story last week, right? Yesenia with Jesus, he, he came into the room. They're professional mourners because he knew they weren't there. They were there, but they weren't there. He said, leave. At, at least stop lying. You know you don't care about this dead body. Like, at least be here, Right? If you don't believe it, at least, at least clap, smile. I know, I know it's big, and it seems crazy, but this is what we, this is what we aspire to, right? Yeah. Aren't y'all tired of YouTube sound bites? Yeah. Watching all the Steve Jobs uh, statements and and Gary V and all, ain't you tired of all that? Don't you want to become a part of something for real, for real, that's going to touch the world? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. I take Jesus at his word when he said, you will do greater things. Greater things. Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10 says this. Jabez was a man who got his name because of the pain he caused his mother during birth. But he was still the most respected son in his family. I love this. Watch this. One day he prayed to Israel's God, please bless me and give me a lot of land. Are you praying like that? Because you can read ahead of me and see the, I won't even finish it. You can see the result. God did it. Are you praying like that? That's what I'm praying. Give us a lot of land. A lot of land. And let me, let me give you context here, Trevor. So he wasn't just asking for land. Uh, we believe, theologically, we believe that he was asking for influence to bring more people to God. So, so he was asking for God's grace and his strength and for the team to reach more people for the glory of God. And as you reach people, you inhabit land. That's why God blessed it. Because his whole motive was the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why God opened the door. That's why God answered it. That's why God didn't deny it. Ed, we talked recently, a few months back, about what God has called you to do, and you're a mechanic. You got this dream in your heart, and you have a level of excellence and a standard that you want to operate at, and that's all because you want to glorify God with it. You got to pray this prayer over the vision and the dream that he's given you. You got to, this is a prayer that I pray at least once a week, God, give me land. You got to pray it. You got to pray into the future. 
God, give me influence. God, send the right people. God, open the doors. God, give me the faith to step outside of my current business when the time is right and to step out on faith. You got to begin to pray that God honors that. Because when you do that, Ed, you're telling God, I don't see it, but I believe it. And that's when heaven starts to, to work. Give me land. Give me land. Whenever we're done with playing church, God will begin to do the impossible. Please bless me. And this, you see this? I love the CEV. Give me a lot of land. I left out that L word. A lot of land. Be with me, keep me from harm, and God did just what Jabez had asked. So what are we doing as a response? Well, you're probably asking yourself, man, I believe this thing, I'm here. Yeah, you're probably like, I'm out next week, it don't matter anyway, but I'm going to just leave you with this. Here it is. Highlight will always pray big prayers. So pray big. Number two, highlight will always make big moves. It's in, our, it's in our DNA as a church. Jesus made big moves. That brother sent the disciples on a boat. He went ahead of them. It was windy, rainy, water all over the place. Came at 3 a.m. in the morning, walking on water. The Bible says he was about to pass the boat. Made big moves. The disciples cried out to him, is that you, Lord? Is that you, Lord? He's like, it's me. Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come to you. He's a big move, God. He said, come. Because I want your life and your ministry and your impact to be marked by big moves, not small stuff. Get out the boat. Get on the water. I am the God of the impossible. I want your life to be marked by the impossible. I want you to be a water walker. Well, my mom wasn't a water walker. Well, I'm going to be a water walker. Well, my grandma wasn't a water walker. But you should be a water walker. I need you to get out the boat and get on the water. As a church, we're always going to be making big moves. Big moves. Big moves. Well, you know, granddad died this way. I won't. Big moves. Love granddad. Love grandma. Love auntie. Love uncle. Uh-uh. I'm still alive. Big moves. Highlight's going to always make big moves. Number, number three. Highlight will always move towards things that scare us. Always. That's, that's in the spiritual DNA of your church. That's the God you serve. If, if you read through and through from Genesis to Revelation, God always called people to move towards things that scared them. Peter didn't know how to swim. Is that you, Lord? Yeah, come. For real? Yes. Shall I start the business? Yes. Shall I talk to this person about church? Yes, you're planting a seed. Even if they don't come on a Sunday, you're planting a seed. I'm trying to reach that person. You're watering a seed that someone else has planted. I need you to open up your mouth. I know you're scared. You need to do it. 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 Um, we've been here for three years and some change. It's scary. Yes, it's exciting. We're going to a permanent location, but we're so used to this. That's scary over there. We're going to move towards it. 
highlight will always believe that what seems impossible to others is possible for us. Our last statement, what seems impossible to others is possible for us. I'm trying to feel the temperature in here. God told the prophet Isaiah, don't be afraid of their faces. I think what I'm sensing, though, is faith. I think we're so quiet because God is speaking to us exactly where we are in life. It's a lot more than just highlight church, but he's challenging your paradigm and what you're believing him for in your life. Now, I just think that the local church is the launching pad because Jesus is building it. You can play me out here, Mercy. I'll finish with this. I remember October 2006 was when I came to Christ. I was telling 930 when I gave my heart to Jesus. I was telling the 930 that um, for me, when, when I gave my heart to the Lord that night, it wasn't even about, like, forgiveness and God's love. I get all that. Like, Lord, I know you love me. I, I just need to surrender. But it wasn't about that. For me, it was about a 19-year-old young man who was coming to God and I was saying, I've heard about you all my life. And I know you're forgiving. I know you're good. I, I accept Jesus. But really that decision was about, God, you said in your word that, that you've promised me a life and a life more abundantly. You said, if I follow you, that I will be richly blessed, that I will have peace and joy and purpose. You, you said that. So, Lord, I'm 19 years old. There's a lot of fun to be had out there. But when I say yes to you, God, I'm going all in. And the Bible says that Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Meaning, when you come to Christ, you're also saying that you're going to build his church. So I came to Christ that night. And I cried like a baby on the way to my car. And it was just instant. I, I knew the Holy Spirit had filled my heart. It was instant. Because the very next morning, I texted my pastor. And I said, whatever you need, that will I do. And I always tell you all this. First thing he gave me was a broom. A Bible and some chairs to organize. And this was in a season of my life where I was going for uh, medical school. I was pre-med and undergrad. And he could always count on me. My pastor could always count on me. I would open that church up early in the morning. And I'll be the last to leave every Tuesday Bible study. It's the first one there, 5.30, 6 p.m. I would leave at 9 p.m., 10, stay up to 2 a.m. in the morning studying my undergrad work in my Bible. Didn't, and, and so you're, you're probably sitting there saying, oh, you're a pastor. You're going to, didn't want to be a pastor. Just told Jesus that I was all in. And a lot of us, we, we want blessing and we want influence and we want, we want to be the leader and we want to do this and we want to do that. And God is saying, will you go a little bit deeper in your commitment? Will you give me an extra hour? Will you give me an extra day? Will you give a little bit more? Will you sacrifice a little bit more? Because your faith, your life, 
your future. It all hinges upon you building the church. And this is his promise. As you build the church, he will build you. As you build his house, he will bless your house. So there's really only one response to a vision like this. It's not signing on the dotted line and saying, I'm going to be here 20 years. It's not saying that. It's saying, Lord, I'm going to be all in at the local church you've called me to because I believe the vision is from heaven and I have a gift and I have something to offer. Sign me up. I want to see your blessings. I want to see miracles. I want to, there's not enough faith in this room. I need to see it. He don't, he doesn't bite. He don't bite. He's just trying to take you what the Bible calls from glory to glory, from faith to faith. As a matter of fact, team night watch party. I'm, I'm going to put you up on a point that I'm going to make. I'm going to say that availability makes you a candidate for greater influence. So whenever you say, God, I can't serve, that's God slowing down your process. Whenever you say, God, sign me up, it's God growing you. Well, I got kids. I got kids, too. We drug their butts from Florida to Maryland. Got them up early, long days all the time. They love it. They're church kids. They love Jesus. They have fun. They won't die. They're okay. They're good. Your kids are okay. But be rooted so you can see the glory of God in your lifetime. There's only one response, and that's being all in. So I'll see a lot of you in super steps today. Let's put the, your hands together. Come on, church. Come on, 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 come on. We're not playing. We're not playing. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, God. You've been so good. Lord, you've given us strength and breath. You've given us a place to freely worship you, God. God, we thank you for grace and forgiveness. But for a lot of us, God, you're calling us to a new level of trust and obedience. So, God, we thank you for the vision of this local house. We thank you, Lord, that as a a local body, we're going somewhere. That we don't just meet week in and week out, but we're going somewhere. We got people to, to reach for you, Lord. We have potential that we haven't tapped into yet, God. We have cities that you're sending us into. And we thank you for the vision of this house. So God, I ask that you would bless every person here as they depart today. That you would touch their hearts. Lord, I pray that faith was increased in the room. God, I pray that hope was increased. I, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to them as to what you're calling them to what you're doing in their lives. God, I pray that you would give them vision and dreams, that you would clarify destiny. God, we look forward to what it is that you're about to do as we continue to move forward with the vision. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm so sorry I held you, but I love you, and I'll see you soon.